This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, June 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China maintains offer to increase U.S. imports. Brazilian farmers deal with aftermath of trucking strike. USDA opens up CRP. China maintains an offer to increase U.S. imports. China's still willing to meet U.S. demands that it increase imports of U.S. goods, presumably including agriculture commodities. After two days of high-level talks in Beijing over the weekend, that according to the Xinhua News Agency, a Chinese government-run entity, to meet the people's ever-growing needs for a better life and the requirements of high-quality economic development, China is willing to increase imports from other countries, Xinhua wrote on Sunday, the second day of talks that included U.S. agriculture leaders like USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Ted McKinney and Greg Dowd, the chief ag negotiator for the U.S. Trade Representative. The Chinese government released a statement after the third round of talks saying to implement the consensus reached in Washington, the two sides have had good communication in various areas such as agriculture and energy and have made positive and concrete progress while relevant details are yet to be confirmed by both sides. Roller coaster ride continues. Two days of talks followed a roller coaster of events that started on May 19th when both countries lauded the progress made in the previous round of talks in Washington. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin said the trade war was on hold and a few days later, USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue told reporters U.S. negotiators are pushing for China to increase its annual imports of U.S. agriculture commodities by about $25 billion. The situation degraded suddenly on May 29th, less than a week ago, when Trump announced he was moving forward on new restrictions on Chinese investment and $50 billion worth of tariffs on Chinese products. The renewed tariff threat dampened expectations as Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross led the U.S. delegation to Beijing this weekend, but the new Chinese statement does show signs of progress. The optimism over increased trade hinted at by the Chinese is conditional. The statement released by Genoa made it clear that any deal would be scuttled if the U.S. implemented the tariffs as a punishment for Chinese theft of intellectual property. Reform and opening up as well as expanding domestic demand are China's national strategies. The Chinese statement reads, Our set pace will not change. All economic and trade outcomes of the talks will not take effect if the U.S. side imposes any trade sanctions, including raising tariffs. High hopes in ag sector. President Trump recently tweeted that China would soon be important, and U.S. farm groups are still holding him to that pledge to fight for increased ag trade. The country maintains tariff and non-tariff barriers that hamper U.S. exports of beef, pork, corn, soybeans, dairy, and other commodities, and those need to be the targets of negotiation as the countries talk. At 18 of the biggest U.S. agriculture groups stressing in a new letter to President Trump. The letter reads, We urge you to take advantage of this opportunity to negotiate meaningful and tangible commitments from China on agriculture market access. The letter is signed by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the American Soybean Association, the National Corn Growers Association, National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, United Fresh Produce Association, U.S. Wheat Associates, and others.
There is no doubt that your administration has the attention of China and that you should seize this opportunity to achieve long-term benefits for U.S. farmers while preventing China from moving the goalposts once again or imposing tariffs that result in more rather than fewer barriers to U.S. agricultural exports. Brazilian farmers deal with aftermath of trucking strike. Brazil's soybean and corn farmers are happy to see the country's independent truck drivers getting back to work after a nationwide strike crippled transportation for more than a week. The unrest created a massive backlog in shipments to ports and crushers, according to Lucas Bieber, a soybean and corn farmer in the state of Mato Grosso, as well as director for the Brazilian Association of Soybean Producers. The virtual shutdown of trucking meant farmers could not clear the soybeans out of their silos to make room for their second crop of corn, Weber told AgriPulse. Farmers depend heavily on trucks and Brazil's highways to get their crops to their ports for export, but all of that came to a halt for 11 days as truckers protested high diesel prices. USDA opens up Conservation Reserve Program. There's not much room left of the USDA Conservation Reserve Program, but the department's Farm Service Agency is resuming the process of accepting bids to place new acreage in the land idling program. Lawmakers cut the cap on the land idling program of the 2014 Farm Bill from 32 million acres to 24 million, and the program is at near capacity. Now, there are 22.7 million acres in the CRP. USDA shut down its continuous sign-up program last year out of concern that it would inadvertently allow too much land in and exceed the federal limit. USDA said new limited practice availability and short sign-up period helps ensure that landowners with the most sensitive acreage will enroll in the program and avoid unintended competition with new and beginning farmers seeking leases. Alyssa Charney, Senior Policy Specialist for the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, applauded the resumption of the continuous sign-up for CRP, calling it a critical tool that helps farmers to protect the quality of soil, water, and wildlife habitats on their lands. Ethanol industry braces for potential good news, bad news. We could see resolution to high-level talks on biofuels policy perhaps as early as today, but the Trump administration's announcement could also trigger legal actions. The announcement is expected to give the biofuel sector their much-sought-after Reed Vapor Pressure waiver to sell E15 blends during the summer. Friday was the last day consumers had the option to buy E15 at the pump because the restriction lasts from June 1 through September 15. National Corn Growers Association President Kevin Schoonis said E15 is typically more affordable at the pump and is better for the environment. There is no good reason to limit access to E15 in the summer, which is an especially busy time for families making more stops to refuel. However, a source tells AgriPulse the pending announcement could also include a win for the oil industry, allowing exported biofuels to generate the renewable identification numbers used to measure the renewable fuel standard compliance. The gallons waved through the small refinery exemptions are also not expected to be reallocated according to the source. Now keep in mind, approving export rents while not reallocating wave gallons makes the RVP waiver, as a source put it, essentially worthless. Expect major pushback from biofuel groups and pro-ethanol lawmakers on Capitol Hill. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, June 4th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.